2: Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to slim down and shape up. My name is Ben Greenfield, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. In part one of this series, we delved into a Runner's World article called Advice to a Young Athlete, which covered supplements, recovery, nutrition, mental training, and race prep for a young elite cyclist who had written to author Alex Hutchinson asking for performance advice. Well, after reviewing supplements and recovery in part one of this series, today we're going to delve into nutrition, mental training, and race, or big workout prep. So let's start with nutrition. When it comes to nutrition, the first piece of advice given is to increase whatever amount of vegetables and fruits you're currently eating with as much quantity and variety as possible. While I'm certainly a fan of eating plants, I do have one issue with this section of the article, the lumping of fruits and vegetables into the same category. In fact, fruits and vegetables are two entirely different food groups. Fruit is nature's dessert, and while a great source of nutrients and fiber, can also be high in fructose sugar and other calories compared to vegetables. For example, I personally eat what probably comes close to 20 to 25 servings of vegetables each day. Yes, each day. But only about one serving of fruit, maximum. And this is simply because when I account for other carb sources like seeds, nuts, sweet potatoes, yams, rice, etc. in my diet, the inclusion of excess fruit just doesn't allow for me to maintain a lean body mass and stabilize blood sugar levels. In addition, a diet of around 50% carbs, 20% fat, and 30% protein is recommended in the article. Well, this is indeed a macronutrient ratio that falls in line with conventional sports nutrition guidelines, it's important to realize that conventional sports nutrition guidelines don't necessarily take into account the fact that athletes and individuals who have been eating a slightly higher amount of healthy fats and lower amount of carbohydrates may have actually developed glycogen or storage carbohydrate conservation and fat burning mechanisms that allow for lower carb intake, a concept which I delve into in great detail in my article about a high fat diet and exercise study that I participated in called Faster, and I'll link to that in the show notes over at quickanddirtytips.com. Just go to the show notes for episode number 234. Now, Alex also recommends an advanced nutrition technique called Train Low, in which the overall carb intake remains high, but certain workouts are performed with low-carb stores, either by training before breakfast or by depleting carb stores with periods of low-carb intake. This is actually a nutrition technique that... I actually use nearly every day, and it's pretty easy to implement. I just save all my day's carbohydrate intake for the very end of the day, and up until that point, I eat almost zero carbs, and instead opt for a high amount of healthy fats and a moderate amount of protein. Then, within two to three hours after my afternoon workout, I eat anywhere from 100 to 200 grams of carbohydrates from sources like red wine, dark chocolate, sweet potato, yam, rice, etc., Now finally, Alex cites some evidence that dehydration is a trigger that can induce increases in plasma volume, which could boost endurance performance, and that you may be able to take advantage of this by doing some of your training sessions in a slightly dehydrated state. While this may be a useful biohack, I've personally found that when doing a workout with a dry mouth or when feeling dehydrated, I personally experience a dip in motivation and ability to reach a high rating of exertion. So this would be a strategy I'd reserve primarily for easier aerobic workouts and not tough training sessions. Now on to mental training. And Alex gives two pieces of advice in his section on mental training – number one, see a sports psychologist, and number two, avoid mental fatigue before competitions. If you're a serious competitor or an athlete with a paycheck on the line, I definitely agree with the former part about seeing a sports psychologist. When it comes to the latter, it certainly is true that replying to a boatload of emails or engaging in highly cognitively demanding work can detract from subsequent physical performance, but this is mostly something to worry about prior to a key big workout or race, and not necessarily an issue before. For a typical day at the gym, I think the last thing that you'd want is to avoid cognitively demanding work at your office every day just to justify your workout at the end of the day. So save the mental work for after big workouts or after races, but don't necessarily avoid it every day. Now, there are a few other tricks that you want to bear in mind when it comes to mental training and motivation, tips I expound upon in my episode on three Jedi mind tricks for your next workout, and I'll link to that in the show notes for episode 234 as well. Number one, affirmation. Number two, visualization. And number three, breathing techniques. So check out my episode number 225 for the nitty-gritty details on these three techniques. And then finally, there's race prep. And Alex gives a wealth of advice in the section on race prep, whether you're preparing for a 5K or an Ironman. These are the tips that really do work, including taper, which means gradually dropping your exercise volume starting two weeks before your big event with about 50% of normal volume in the last week while maintaining intensity. Now, I certainly agree with this concept, but with the caveat that I'll often taper for just four to five days before many races, and only do a big long taper before a very important event, like say, world championships. This is because multiple multi-week tapers before an event can actually have potential to detract from fitness. Warm-up. A hard effort prior to a short intense race or competition can increase your VO2 max during the event, and Alex recommends, for example, a moderately hard six-minute effort finishing ten minutes before starting a cycling race or two 60-second efforts a little quicker than tempo pace prior to starting a running race. I'm completely on board with this recommendation. And I would also emphasize that for a warm-up, I've also found a great deal of benefit from both visualization and something called hyper-oxygenation breathing. And I'll link to more on both of those techniques in the show notes.
0: Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day Savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day Savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.
2: And Alex recommends heat acclimation training, like a dry sauna, to boost performance, even in cool conditions. This can certainly be a good way to increase heat tolerance and also blood plasma volume. And I get into the science of heat acclimation in an interview that I did with Dr. Rhonda Patrick over at bengreenfieldfitness.com. But in addition to heat training, I'd also emphasize the importance of cold training and cold thermogenesis for increasing cardiovascular efficiency, And also, stress resilience. And for any given week, I typically do a couple of 10- to 30-minute cold water immersion sessions and 30- to 45-minute dry sauna sessions, the latter of which, incidentally, is most effective post-workout. While there are plenty, plenty more performance-enhancing tips and tricks I could delve into, the takeaway message is this. By including just a few of the simple pieces of advice you've discovered in the past two Get Fit Guy episodes, you can experience a bigger boost in performance than you'd get by just, say, training hard. And a big thanks to Alex Hutchinson and Runner's World for the original article that inspired me to write this two-part series. Now, if you have more questions about the fitness advice that gets you the most bang for your buck, then leave your thoughts over at facebook.com getfitguy And until next time, I'm Ben Greenfield, the Get Fit Guy, asking you,
0: what are you waiting for? Go get fit. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow mulch, five bags, for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow mulch. Five bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
1: Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience.